the truth will set you free First it'll freak you out Lately I've been finding it in words Long written down What we need now is all those who will come alive Who know the whole world will change in the blink of an eye Everybody, this is Sally Olcordy, and you are listening to Vaccine Free America. Uh, today is Rosh Hashanah. It started yesterday, September 18th. Today is September 19th, and it ends tomorrow. And the reason I bring it up is because I would like to give a shout out to one of the most responsible humans I know. His name is Rabbi Handler, and he has been teaching uh, his community about vaccines. Well, he's almost 100 years old, and he's very vocal. He's very active. Quite frankly, to look at him, you'd think he was my age. I'm 60. He's really a blooming rose because he follows the teachings of the Torah, in per- and it pertains to health as well. He says you can't get cancer if you follow the teachings of the Torah in regard to health. So please um, look alive, pay attention, and I just wanted to say I respect this gentleman so much. So uh, that having been said, uh, today there are tens of thousands of protesters. I have been informed by journalist Christina England, uh of the Liberty Beacon, that there are tens of thousands of protesters. A nurse who has been fired from her job, her name is Kate S. Um, I don't know her full last name. I was just told Kate S. Um, organized this. Uh, Andy Wakefield is speaking. Uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman or Kaufman is speaking. Uh, he came on over some kind of a screen. And all I can say is they are saying to the police, choose your side. And th- this is this is a message to all police. Choose your side. You really do have to, uh, you know, you have to say, do I want my, what, what are they protesting? They're protesting the lockdown. And they're protesting mandatory vaccines. So all I can say is this is a critical time in history. And uh, we the protests that have been getting the most media attention aren't the ones that are important. For example, this protest in Trafalgar Square, which is a very large square, um, which had tens of thousands of people, uh, the alternative media was reporting on it, and the four videos I was sent were all taken. So I, I didn't had to take the report. Christina, do so. All right, now I will. Just last week, I invited her her to speak about her result and you know to go through each vaccine so you realize I have a guest coming up next week who will talk about 
hepatitis B vaccine. Um, and each vaccine has its own uh, reactions and the children are suffering. And there's uh, uh, recently something printed by the Children's Health Defense. And I made a tiny URL, tinyurl.com slash 400 reactions. Write that down. And uh, tiny com slash 400 reactions and it goes through each vaccine and the the many reactions associated with them and you need to know this information okay now uh i welcome my good friend uh virginia young to this program now thank you virginia for joining me again hi sally thank you so much can you hear me okay barely i don't actually hear you oh. loudly okay I was getting, we were getting cut off there a little bit. It was coming and going. Okay. okay. Well, I, I know, I thank you. We just scratched the surface last time, and and yet you gave so much information. But there's more, and I want people to pay attention, please, uh, because I know here in New York, it is mandated uh, for sixth graders going into seventh grade, greater, uh, grade, and mandated for 11th graders going into 12th grade. So, we don't have a choice if your child is to attend school, period, end of story. So I take this extremely seriously. And just to remind the audience, um, this was reported by the New York Times, a mainstream newspaper, um, that the CDC themselves, Centers for Disease Control, uh, recommended not to mandate this. This was known mm -hmm. before it was signed off on by the governor. So I just want to say the man who sponsored the bill made over $400,000 and it made the news that he basically was bribed into initiating this. And uh, he was a state senator and still is, still is. Um, so I just want to raise people's awareness how these things happen. And despite the, the, the regulatory agencies themselves saying no and mainstream media reporting it it doesn't matter man money is king right right okay and as of um august 15th of 2019 we have a new vaccine information statement uh, on the meningococcal it's say acwy they have new we call them the bis statements coming out and this would be that one page or two page front and back uh, statement that you are supposed to receive in the doctor's office when you receive a vaccine. Um, I want to note, that, you know, this is by law. Um, parents fought for this. However, it's never upheld. I know that I did not receive all of mine um, with my children. And when I was receiving vaccines as a child, we didn't have them, right? This, this is something that came out, I believe, 86, post-86, as part of the uh, push by parents for transparency um, and better regulation. And what we get is this two-page sheet that really doesn't give you solid information on it at all. It's, it's scare tactics. Now, this one, you know, dated 2019, you can find it on the CDC website. So I won't take time right now unless we had time at the end to say much about it, except that there's little info there and you can find it for yourself. Now, when we were given this shot, when my children were given this vaccine, as I mentioned last week, um, we uh, didn't get this sheet at all, okay? 
And it was not unusual because we're a medical family for the nurse to come in and say, oh, you know all this. You don't need these. Why don't we save paper? And I have to tell you, at the time, I didn't know any better. And I'll admit, I had read them. And I kind of thought, okay, I guess, you know, that's some of what I need to know. Um, Early on, I put to the back of my mind some of my early questions about vaccination when I was in my 20s because I would sit in an immunology class working on my biomedical science degree, and there would be a little bit of discussion about vaccines, and very little. It's an immunology class. Uh, One day, a man at the front row raised his hand and asked the professor about vaccination. He said, point blank, when are we going to talk about vaccines? We've been going on for weeks. And he said, oh, we probably won't discuss those much. And he said, well, why not? And I go, well, he says, we're, we're discussing the why of vaccines. We're discussing all this. We, we don't need to discuss vaccines. So the man took him to task on vaccine safety. And my professor, who I thought very highly of, and I'm not here to say that I don't think highly of him. I'm just, this is just factual. This is just the way it was right then. He said, uh, well, you know, we studied them and they're safe. <laughs> They've been studied. As a matter of fact, they're so safe. They're so safe that we didn't do that double-blind placebo trial. This is what the man was asking for. Where's the double-blind placebo trial on safety? He said, well, we started it, but we had to stop it. They had to stop it because it was leaving children uncovered, unprotected. It was unethical to proceed not vaccinating a group of children. I think about that for a minute. That means that instead of doing the proper safety study, a double-blind placebo trial on any vaccine. He was talking about childhood vaccines in general. I look back on this experience and realizing that man was a father, I would think, maybe. I don't know. He seemed to be – he was older than us. Uh, Not old, but older than us. We were in our 20s. He seemed to be – maybe he was 30, you know. And he sat on that front row, and um, he he continued to ask him questions. And the professor insisted they're safe. And then he moved on, and he tried to move on. And but said, that's you know the what? stock. That's the stock answer they give. Oh, it wouldn't be right it to is. deprive someone of vaccination, so we can't do this study. They're it using is. the same excuse today. It is. It has always been used, and the safety studies were never performed. And the few studies that are being performed, we're having to press for, and they're showing them quite unsafe and unhealthy. So we know... We know, and if parents go to the Capitol, I know here in Texas, you go to the Capitol, you might actually get to hear doctors talk about the deaths of children and say, this is the price we must pay. You know, this is behind closed doors. If you don't stop and and dig deep and find out when they're meeting and go and listen, and whether you testify or not, I think every parent needs to get to their Capitol and listen or log on if you can log online. But but the interesting thing, well, after that, that, that gentleman left. I mean, he never came back to the class. He was petitioning the class. I know that because the professor on the first day pointed him out and said, I hope everyone wants to be lifelong learners like so-and-so here and da-da-da and whatnot. And so and I noted it. I noted it. I said, I'm going to remember this. And I, I remembered it. But, but I put that to the back burner because I was told what vaccine reactions were. That it was normal to have the redness and irritation and the fever and the aches and all and the malaise, all this. That was normal. And as I had been reacting as a child, that was all normal. And or it was not 
relate to the vaccines, it was this. They give you this definitive path to head down. They send parent and child down this path of this is what must have caused it. And we know now and we know this. And we know vaccines would be safe. And if they band together and continually repeat that, repeat that mantra over and over again, you get the majority vaccinated. And the key, of course, is to be sure you get the doctors under control and get them vaccinating and whatnot. We're a medical family. So all four of our children were vaccinated. Although locally, when we're, we speak about it, many people have just talked about it as if we never vaccinated our kids. There's a lot of misinformation on our story. So no, we vaccinated. We vaccinated our kids and my children would have received, although we stopped short of the vaccines, we vaccinated them up to kindergarten and they would have received at least three times what I received. And I received a few more in my generation than others received because my father was a doctor. He passed away young. So my mother relied heavily on the physicians that we knew well. They were Hold close on family just a friends. second. Hi, dear. Mm-hmm. Hi, uh, Virginia. Is there another uh, phone you could call in on because you're breaking oh, up? You're having trouble? Let me try well, this can, other do one. Do you, you hear her I, breaking up there? My- Yeah, she she was breaking up. Okay, is there another one? This is the second. Let me try the one I usually call in on. It was it wouldn't let me through before. Interesting. So let me let me try it. Okay. It's important that we hear every word she says because she's saying a lot really fast. We don't want to miss. Um, we don't want to miss a word, and so she'll call back on a different line now. Um, so, yeah, her her little girl suffered profoundly from this vaccine and uh, was, quite frankly, abused by her classmates, which I want her to, to tell about because it's really disheartening to know how, ki- how mean kids can be to one another, um, especially, you know, I guess it was funny to them that she broke out in rashes, but it's not funny, you know. So, all right. The um, so much is happening. Hear me. Injury Awareness Month is right around the corner, and I am asking people to create events for October. You can look at our schedule of events for last year. It was our tenth anniversary, and it's uh, tinyurl.com/slash-tenth-black-ribbon. One zero t h tenth black ribbon and uh the black ribbon is our symbol uh it's known around the world to represent vaccine injury awareness and october is the month so if you do plan something uh send me a notification so i can add it to the schedule and uh that would be at october v at aol.com am at aol.com and uh so this year we are celebrating angry castle we're celebrating oh you okay sorry virginia please join me no can you hear me now (laughs) virginia dear oh i hear you very well now i hear you very well now okay great perfectly we're swapping off phones as we go okay okay so i i heard you mention the, the bullying, yes, and many children get bullied. 
uh, my daughter happened to be bullied over her rash, and she she handled it as well as anyone could better, I would say, probably than most. As a matter of fact, half the time I didn't know what was going on. Um, it, interesting, the part that's most upsetting, and I'm afraid it, it draws a lot of attention and controversy when I speak of it, but there were adults, and um, which included some teachers, and I'm a teacher, so I'm coming at this. I understand what the teachers are going through, but there were even teachers um, that would say things, not just to her, but I've known they've said this to other children. He said, if your parents really loved you, they'd vaccinate you. And so, yes, yeah, she was bullied by kids, but there's nothing like having a teacher say that or or to bring their pet dog in randomly and start um, talking about vaccines. Uh, strangely, like it had nothing to do with what they were learning at the time. And to just do this over and over again. Or in high school, to have teachers pop up a, 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 either a, a photo, I've heard a variety of stories, and randomly in class has nothing to do with what they're discussing. Talk about the crazy anti-vaxxers. Just kind of throw that in there. So, oh, I hope, we can, I hope you can hear me because I'm getting nothing on the other end. Uh-oh. I don't hear Sally. Okay, great. Okay, great. So um, anyway, so to keep going, the, the bullying runs rampant. It does. My friend? Um, some, some thought it was funny to, like, rub on her rash because she would break out in hives if, you, if she had a lot of friction, that sort of thing. This went on and on and on. She handles it. Um, we, I find that we're some of the lucky ones. We haven't lost our kids to vaccines. I know many who have. Um, you know, the SIDS, the shaken baby syndrome. Uh, I've got stories galore about that. But the meningitis vaccine, as, as you mentioned, uh, hits home in that it was not ASEP recommended. They didn't have info on it. Now you'll see they're recommending it for 11 and 12-year-olds, but my daughter was three and many young children were vaccinated. And this is what they do. If they need more data on a vaccine, they push for an outbreak, and then whatever happens, they call it the study, and yet they don't take uh, notes on uh, This reaction. is Neil Cordy. You're listening to Vaccine Free America. Guest is Virginia Young, and um, there are some problems on her end. I just got dropped, so who knows what's going on. I do know that uh, the story she's telling hurt. <laughs> It's on my end. Do you hear me? So you hear me well. I hear you. Do you not? Oh, I see. Okay. So what I will do is keep quiet and let uh, Virginia take over. And uh, you let me know (laughs) when I should come back in. Okay.
folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Hello, everyone. This is Sally Olcordy. You're listening to Vaccine Free America on RepublicBroadcasting.org. My guest today is Virginia Young, who is telling the story of her daughter and her reaction to the meningitis vaccine. Please continue. Hi, Sally. Okay. In continuation, as I mentioned last week, we had a variety of problems, and where I had left off was the learning disabilities. And while I don't want to focus, because my daughter is doing much better, however, we quit vaccinating. Okay, we quit vaccinating. Uh, It still costs us tens of thousands of dollars just to 
you know, try to take care of the issues. It's not just her. My whole family is vaccinated, and since I'm aware of the vaccine injury, I take note of it, and I continually tell people to get their medical records, um, need to access them the legal way, right, need to use the right jargon so that you get them in their entirety. I believe everyone should have them, and many people don't realize that medical records can be discarded after seven years. So if you haven't seen that doctor in seven years, they are free to dispose of them. They don't have to store them anymore. They don't have to keep them. Um, this is very important. Okay, now, as far as vaccines go, um, the list of problems really with any vaccine is similar to the Menimune. There's just, it's anything goes. You know, a child might be colicky. Of course, there's nausea, vomiting, and headaches, diarrhea, gastroesophageal reflux disease often comes out of this, um, loss of consciousness, but that's, that can be dismissed, rashes of all sorts, eczema, psoriasis. My daughter's rash was for mastocytosis, but that mastocytosis appeared within 24 hours of the hep B, quote-unquote, at birth. Uh, that was at least put off by 10 days, but by 12 days she was completely covered, covered in the rash, covered in hives. Um, some will be diagnosed with contact dermatitis and folliculitis and Maybe they'll call it fist disease, and more often than not, they call it a viral exanthem, and we don't know what it is, and they'll be fine and send you on your way. And the child will just continue to spiral with, with health issues, you know, the ear infections. Very often we have ear infections after vaccines, and those who don't vaccinate will find that that child didn't have any of these things, including the ear infection. I know I myself had blurred vision, vertigo, and a crazy number of floaters I woke up with after the tetanus reaction. I was literally screaming. It startled me so, and I was swatting, thinking that there were, like, gnats in the room. I thought there was a swarm of bugs in front of my face, and then I realized I just had hundreds. I don't know how many floaters. I couldn't really see through them very well. Um, that had so to these were on vis visual, visual, visual changes. Steps. Okay. Now, you've, yep, you've mentioned changes. hallucination as a result of vaccination. Um, and I know yes, that, I uh, have seen hallucination. Say it again? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yes, uh, I've I, seen hallucinations in children often. Uh-huh. Well, I just want to say that the yellow fever vaccine, I did an interview with a woman whose uh, husband was a doctor and he had to take the yellow fever vaccine to go to Africa and he wound up in a mental institution when he returned from hallucinations. Mm -hmm. So this is very real mm -hmm. uh, in terms of a reaction to a vaccination. Now, do you know, was this one of the reactions uh, to the um, meningitis vaccine? Uh, she recalled, my daughter can recall uh, injury at two as well, plus, yes, and after that, it's really, it all runs together. She had this at three, there's two, there's three, there's four. So, yes, I would associate the ones that she had right after most definitely. Um, she used to color big, bright, colorful pictures, and then she, after this vaccine, she couldn't read. She didn't enjoy looking at a book. She would rub her eyes and cry, and she was losing her speech. Again, it had started to form, but then we here came this vaccine, and she scribbled in, in dark colors and didn't couldn't it, it hurt to hold things. It now hurt to hold the crayons, and she would again cry and hold her hands. She would drop to the ground, cry, holding her knees. Um, children are now being diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in, in the first year of life. Um, I know I had signs of rheumatoid arthritis. I did not get the official diagnosis. Um, I, the rheumatologist. Uh, it was mild, 
so we said, well, we'll wait and see. Well, I, I treated myself nutritionally mainly, and the fingers started to uncurve. They were starting to hook, but the pain was intense. I couldn't, I couldn't cook. I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand on my feet. My whole body, my brain burned. Everything burned, um, and my fingers were starting to become crooked. They were veering off. Um, so I could not open a jar. I could not use a can opener. So if I was going to cook, I needed assistance. Um, you know, someone was going to have to open everything for me. All the little grippers and all the things you can do just didn't didn't phase it. Um, some others, uh, polyuria, some of the things listed in the package insert, teasing of all things. Now, this is to vaccines. I've seen this in numerous vaccines, teasing. Well, when you compare the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, and many parents get to compare them within their own home, the, the first children born vaccinated, and then they if they stop, and those last ones aren't, and you'll see that the teething is more normal, and the realize that the first ones were in incredible pain, it's growing more and, more and teething three, four, we'll five, right six back feet at a time at three months of age. Uh, I'm so sorry to cut you off, dear. We'll be right back with Virginia Young on Vaccine Free America. Stick around. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the Energy Planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an energy planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. Extend your life with Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Amazon customer, five out of five stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal, good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switched to plant-based diet, also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispico's, five out of five stars, built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver. Welcome back to Vaccine Free America on RBN. Virginia Young was speaking about her daughter's reaction to the meningitis vaccine. Please continue, Virginia. And if uh, callers have a question about the meningitis vaccine, we will take that question. Please proceed, Virginia. Hi. Yes. Okay. All right. So (laughs) as I left off. Okay. Um, So Marie's reaction, uh, it it was extensive. Now, she was not hospitalized. Um, the doctor said, let's, let's watch her. Um, I now know that if your child is, is seriously ill and, and hospitalized, I do realize I said this last week, but I think it's worth saying again, if your child is not hospitalized, you're less likely to get into that NVICT program from the 1986 Act and, and get um, any remuneration uh, for the injury um, or, or for that matter, death. I mean, they will, they will, uh, in the wheels um, as best as they can. Hospitalization is kind of like a little something that elevates it. Um, now, I, I do not know. Uh, I mean, I was happy that she wasn't in the hospital, of course, and we did watch her. It was miserable. She didn't want to sit up. Uh, she had difficulty keeping water down, uh, something else I see often in vaccine injury. And some of these children, it was just terrifying later, was to meet so many families and hear their stories what my daughter was going through is what so many went through before they died uh, and she survived. So, so she's not the only child in my family to go through something like that and to learn later that what we were experiencing or what I experienced was something that someone experienced just before passing. So um, not to, I don't want to focus completely on her reaction because there's something else I think is important to mention now. And this is the mandates that are allowing for hospital systems to push the flu vaccine and for that matter what's going on right now with the COVID vaccine coming out, um, the mask wearing, et cetera. So my brother um, had been heavily vaccinated for work and he would react, but it was dismissed. It was called work stress or something else he picked up, right? So he would travel internationally extensively. He might take around the vaccines to go to China, 
much like the military, come back the next week, he would need to go and go, he'd get another round of vaccines. Um, he was in a sort of semi-retired state of life and getting ready to hopefully enjoy things. And he um, received a flu shot in the hospital while unconscious in a three-hour-long seizure of unknown origin, which very well could have been from over-vaccination. It could have been from the high blood, high blood pressure meds and et cetera that they gave him after vaccination um, that he was told he would stay on for the rest of his life. So he'd been on them for years. Any number of things could have been happening. And they gave him this shot. And I know they did because when I walked into the room in the aftermath, sat on the end of his bed and looked up, and there was the, uh, the nurse's notes on the dry erase board the vaccine given in the CCU with the date. Now, when he came to, he had headache, vertigo, et cetera, et cetera, blurred vision, all these symptoms. And he said, I've never experienced this before. This is the second seizure of his life. The first one had been 18 months prior. He's in the 50s at the time that this happened. He'd never had a seizure, and suddenly he's having his first one and now his second and he said, this is so much worse than the first. This isn't like the first one. He, he remembered having feeling funny and memory loss for a while, but this was different. It was miserable. And I started to fill in his sentences. He would have a hard time speaking, so I would finish the sentence for him. And he kept nodding. And he said, yes, how do you know this? I said, because you are experiencing the identical symptoms down to the wire, down to at the progression and what day it starts and what hour it starts. He was experiencing what I had experienced with a tetanus toxoid booster. So he never fully recovered. He had severe vertigo and it's miserable. I don't know what all else he went through because he fell, hit his head and passed away. Um, I know that if my mother had not been taking care of me after my tetanus reaction, I don't know what I would have done or if I would have survived or my children. I mean, I, I did my best, but she would have to come out and I would have good days, but she would come and stay for four days at a time. My mother had me at 40, so she was in well into her 70s, having to drive an hour or more to come see me for four days and she'd go home. Um, and I, I really don't know what I would do. I mean, standing was hard. Walking was hard. Speaking was hard. I was covered in bruises. Um, I had one bruise that went across my upper legs. It looked like someone might have taken a crowbar to me. I mean, that's, I just looked at that and I thought, that's unreal. It's at least an inch plus wide, and it was jet black. And couldn't figure out what was happening. One day I realized that what I was doing was leaning on my bathroom counter to put on makeup. I would lean forward you know, towards the mirror, and that's exactly where the bruise was. I was bruising if someone touched me. Idiopathic thrombocytopenia is a known side effect of vaccines, and it's in the package insert. There's a long list in the inserts. There's a long list on the CDC website if you dig. These are all being listed in a variety of websites. What most people don't realize is that doctors are helping to support these websites. Doctors know better, but they're silenced, and the best we can do is to get the information out there and just keep trying to get the information out there and keep trying to get the information out there. The practicing physician is under the gun. Um, it's very hard for them to just speak openly to their patients about this. 
Well, so I just again, want to say I, I joined a group of physicians that I believe I know are wonderful. They're very forthcoming. They're very patient, uh, pro-patient. Okay, it's the Amer- the Association mm-hmm. of American Physicians mm-hmm. and Surgeons. I am proud yeah. to be a member of that organization because uh, they're they're doing everything right as far as I can see. And they've always yeah. spoken about uh, freedom of choice and vaccination. That that's mm-hmm. how I came to know mm-hmm. them. Um, but ever since they they sued Adam Schiff uh, for abuse of power in terms of uh, silencing people about vaccines, and also uh, you know also. Uh, they are currently suing the FDA, I believe, in terms of hydro, hydro, HCQ. HCQ. I'm not completely sure. Yeah. I, have, yeah, I have to look into that further. This is not the frontline physician. You can look at American so, frontline doctors to get more info. Right, Sorry. but but that's not the organization <laughs> I'm speaking about, you know. Um, right, but they, they're working together. They're working together. Oh, I, yes, I I'm a member of, of AAPS as well. See? Yes. And I bet no um, other. I bet none other, right? I'm sorry, Sally, I couldn't hear you. I'm saying and I bet no other physician organization, probably just that one. Oh, right. I am not aware of a physician oh yes, yeah, something like that. There are others. I know that Oh goodness. Physicians for informed consent, I believe, or but I'm not, not going to be able to. It, and it crosses over. It all crosses over. I mean, some of the same people in one group is in this other. But no, you're right. The groups like the AMA, you know, they 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 sold out the doctors and the patients a long time ago. I'll just say that. And 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 again, here we go. I, as I usually say at the beginning, none of this is medical advice, Sally. <laughs> none of this is medical or legal advice. But. But it's just a fact that it happened. That's why I continue to tell my story. I could, I could stay on the air, uh, 24 hours and just tell stories. I mean, on and on and on. And if I were given just a minute or two, I could just run through every minute and give another story of another injury or another death. And I, I'm not alone. I mean, National Vaccine Information Center is the same, and same backs that focused on started with Gardasil and Cervarix, and that they they posted my meningitis vaccine story um there, i mean it it's i'm but i'm I one of millions you, i'm sure giving right? your giving your brother a a uh, seizure causing vaccine when he's having seizures i'm mm-hmm. not surprised mm-hmm. he died yeah it's known for it and he he lived for months after just miserable miserable um and it, it's not an easy thing to get through uh, vaccine injury it takes a lot of time the contents are cytotoxic they kill cells they're known to be cytotoxic never has a study shown that they're safe actually quite the opposite and they've never been studied for their mutagenic teratogenic or carcinogenic uh, effects but there are no mutagens teratogens and carcinogens in the shots all the shots there's nothing safe about them the aborted fetal tissue there's been quite a few shots. Sufenoxyethanol, um, um, gelatin, MSG, things that people don't even want to eat and they want to avoid in their food. Well, it's in their shots, and they're, they're injecting it straight into the muscle past the skin. And the organ, the skin is an organ, and it is our largest, and it is protective for a reason. 
and we're injecting. This is this is an invasive medical procedure. We're injecting past the skin. We're taking all these toxins and foreign DNA and whatever other matters in there. And these not trace amounts. It's listed. They who knows what's trace. You know what's in there. That's a trace amount. They didn't have to be listed, but injected straight in the muscle. Now, in the case of my son, I witnessed them almost inject him straight into the bloodstream. The nurse drew back blood before she injected. And as she injected, he reared up and kicked the whole, you know, they're getting injected in the leg, kicked the vaccine out of her hand. I thank God every day for that. I I just can't imagine what would have happened um, had that gone into, you know, into his circulation um, straight in. Uh, It gets there eventually, but you know, to inject it straight in um, rather than an IM injection. And you mentioned hallucinations. I had friends with hindsight whose children had hallucinations at age two. No one ever associated with vaccines. I didn't even really associate it with vaccines. They were older. When all my children are sick and I'm watching other children get sick, I call up the parents and say, would you do me a favor and look at the vaccine reactions and the, and the what's going on look at the dates, you know, pull up the date for that and look at how close those were. And sure enough, children were hallucinating. This was back in the 90s, hallucinating immediately following those two-year vaccines. Um, I have stood in the presence, you know, in a public place. I might have said this last week. I'll repeat it. <laughs> I stood in a public place and watching a young boy crying and screaming, hysterical and purple and terrified. The kind of crying you just, it, it's its hard, not just hard to watch, it's just terrifying. You feel the terror with that child. And he's pointing at a ficus plant in the corner of the room, and he's screaming for his mother and shuddering and dancing up and down and wants to be picked up and pointing. He's pointing at this ficus plant, screaming about this, all he could say is monster, monster, monster. And you could tell when the shrill cry came out, he was seeing a monster, you know, lunge at him. That's exactly what it looked like. He would shudder, cry, scream, hide behind his mother, scream, 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 catch her breath, look again at the ficus plant. This went on and on. I looked at my children, and they're like, go, you know, go say something, Mom. And I I, I walked up to her, and I said, ma'am, I know this is going to sound a little odd. I'm sorry, but um, is there any chance he was recently vaccinated? And she scooped her son up. Just stared at me, not real thrilled I'd ask the question. As she scoops him up, he had these gym shorts on, the, the baggy long shorts, nylon, and, and the shorts come up with him. They come up, and she's scooping him up, and there were two Band-Aids right there, a Band-Aid on each thigh. He had just been vaccinated. Those are the kind wow. of stories that are out there over and over again. The parents are responsible we're taking note. They're the we are the ones taking notes, and the few doctors, we're the ones doing something about it. It's it's not being watched. There's no post marketing surveillance. I know that my own pediatrician would call me three nights in a row after every round of shots and ask me a set of questions. And that set was usually, "Oh, are you sore? Is there a knot in the arm? Do you have any fever?" And he always asked me that, and I would actually tell him, "Yes, yes, yes." But, and I would tell him also, he goes, huh, okay, well, you know, I don't know that he ever wrote it down. I don't think he did write it down. He was a sweet man, but I think he just was, well, I personally think now that I know what they do, what they did, and the, the 
research that was done, they were given a set of symptoms to look for, and that was it. They were given forms to fill out, and that was it. And that was the research. That was the post-marketing surveillance. That was in the 60s and 70s. I never got anywhere with my collapse after the age 11 vaccines, the hemorrhaging, the fertility, the migraine headache or the vertigo or anything else that happened. Nothing happened. Complete muscle uh, loss of uh, use of my arms for a short time. Um, something we think was an asthma attack. Oh, goodness, yes. Asthma after vaccines. See it often. Um, sleep disorders. Guillain-Barre. Everyone, if they need to investigate Guillain-Barre, it's been a known side effect of vaccines as far back as I can, can find. They come up with the name of that neuro, neurologic disorder. It shortens the lifespan. Um, some people can live longer with it, but I know quite a few people don't make it far past their 50s. Um, that sounds very morbid. I apologize I'm being hard, to be so harsh, but uh, to try to reach people, I cannot emphasize this enough. Check out the vaccines. Check out the vaccines. Fight for an exemption in your state if you don't have one. Fight to keep the exemptions in your state because they're always being threatened and they are so worthwhile. And never has it been more important as it is right now because what we're facing, what's, what's around the corner, um, and I, I have heard, I have heard President Trump say it will not be mandated. I'm not worried about his mandating vaccine. I'm concerned about hospitals and schools and other organizations, uh, we don't know where that's going to go. And this is well, the fight we do. We do, because the World Health Organization has stated that well, yeah. if you're sending your child to school, you have accepted the fact that your child will be vaccinated at school. I was listening to a mother in mm -hmm. the UK, and she was exploding. She was so furious. Her child had received more than one vaccination at school without her knowledge. And then somebody posted underneath the World Health Organization's, um, and, it, you know, uh, England and Brexit, they're supposed to be free of it. But if this is going on, they're still part of the EU, you know, because they're observing the World <laughs> Health Organization's uh, credos. So we'll be right back with Virginia Young from Texas. Thank you. Hey, gang. Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com 
and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the CoCertified app can make a huge difference for your future. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Amazon customer, 5 out of 5 stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal. Good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switch to plant-based diet, also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispicos, 5 out of 5 stars. Built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend I want to remind everybody that you must vote on the first Tuesday in November. Uh, you absolutely must go and vote in person. Uh, no matter what is going on, no matter what kind of upheaval is being foisted on us, please vote in person at, at the polls. And uh, it's, it, this is a very critical time in history. If you care about parental rights, as everybody that I associate with does, you must vote Republican because it is in their charter. Parental rights are in their charter. So I have called every Democrat in New York State and said, why you know, it's, de parental rights are not in your charter. Does that mean they don't exist for you? The way you vote, you'd think they don't exist. So I, I care about parental rights, and that's why I will be voting Republican. Please uh, proceed, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. Um, so I mentioned my, my brother's reaction and how I knew what was happening with him due to my tetanus shot. And I, I do believe, didn't we discuss my tetanus shot reaction, my stroke last week? I think we yes. did. 
So I hate to. Okay. Well, I hate to reiterate, so many you know. things, No, there are so many things that you suffered as a result of the tetanus shot. I have no problem whatsoever with your uh, right. regaling <laughs> that. Well, no, no, this is key, what the show is about. I, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I emphasize for parents, and well, and if, even if you're not a parent, you know, if, if you're vaccinating, you are the only one. This is not an exaggeration unless more doctors start to speak up and get involved openly and outwardly i had what i call my silent supporters um and there are more now there are more now no doubt uh, but we're the ones taking note and collecting the data it is absolutely imperative and i give talks on this about medical journaling what i call medical journaling i know there's other forms but i mean write everything down and it's hard to do when you're feeling ill but write down how you feel. Write every little thing down. It means something. It means something. Um, for instance, the fact that, that a child might um, urinate so often that you're changing the diaper every hour and it's, you can't get enough water. Um, vaccines linked to diabetes, for instance. And, and now I know there's research that has linked HIB to diabetes. I don't, I don't want to veer off and go down that, that. We could go on and on and on, as I said. But, but I have known children to not be able to quench their thirst, drink, 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 drink. The water just flows through them. Clearly, it's not getting to the cells, and they passed away the next morning. Now, when this happens around the world with many, many, many families, they don't know each other. They don't know their names. They don't have a phone number. They're not talking. They're in other countries. This is happening over and over again. What is that? That's true science. And yet, pharmaceutical industry wants to say science has proven vaccine safe and effective. That is not so. It cannot. Science will never prove anything. And they're not safe and effective. Thank you, Virginia Young from Texas. Stick around for Immunize Wisely with Ingrid Castle. This is Sally O'Connor signing Thank you. Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. 
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs>